On this episode of the Grizz Podcast, I'm going to give you eight motivating reasons to quit porn. That's right. Eight motivating reasons to quit porn. Going to put each one of those in the show notes with the scripture references because this is good stuff for you to have in your arsenal for yourself or also if you want to share it with others in your men's group. That's right. If my bullets fit your gun, take them and shoot them, my brothers. Anyway, here we go. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Grizz Podcast, where our mission is to help boys become men and to help men become better men. It's going to be raw, it's going to be real, and it's going to be relevant. Now, here's your host, Jason George. I'm your huckleberry. Yo, yo, what is going down to my brothers from other mothers around the world? Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy week or day tuning in to the Grizz podcast. We started Climb Teams that launched this past Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and I am just super excited about that, grateful for the guys that Uh, signed up for that and showed up for that. And when I say showed up, I don't just mean that they were part of our online Zoom meeting, but they showed up by just opening up their hearts about what's really going down in their life, what they're struggling with, their background, their history, and what they want to get out of this group. And everybody was just accepted and uh, for who they are, where they're at. No judgment, no condemnation, and just everybody affirming that we're all here for the same reason. We're all climbing the same trail, but now we're climbing together. We're, you know, hooked in, we're roped in, and let's do this. Let's climb together. So really excited about that. Hoping to start another climb team, which if you're new to the podcast, that is our online support accountability groups for Christian men, like-minded Christian men who just are serious about overcoming porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors. That's what it's about, man. And if you would like more information about it, go to narrowtrail.com, narrowtrail.com. Click on that page that says climb teams. Lots of information there for you. There's an online application or if uh, you just want to shoot us an email, you can do that as well at info at narrowtrail.com, info at narrowtrail.com. Uh, let's see. What else? I was going to say something else about that. Anyway, I guess I'll talk about that later. Anyway, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you have heard me go over um motivation for purity, like personal purity motivation. Sometimes I've called it, you know, motivation to stay the heck away from porn. And it's so important for us to know our 
why? Like, why do you want to stay away from that? Why are you pursuing purity? You know, why is it a bad thing for your life? Why do you want to quit looking at it or engaging in that sexual behavior that is sinful and harmful? Why? Why? What's your why? And it's important not just to know that and to go over it one time, but to continually just be reviewing that. That really helps you stay the course. And I learned the value of this from um, counselor and author Joe Dallas. Listen to what he says about the power of daily motivation, of daily going over some of your motivating reasons why you want to stay pure. And he says this in his book, The Game Plan, subtitled The Men's 30-Day Strategy for Attaining Sexual Integrity. The Game Plan. The Men's 30-Day Strategy for Attaining Sexual Integrity. That is the book that I am working through with our Monday night climb team. And that's the book that I'll be working through with our, hopefully our Wednesday climb team. I think that's what I was going to tell you about climb teams. I'm hoping to start another climb team on Wednesdays and I'm thinking right around lunchtime. Uh, So 11 or 12, 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays for those guys that are like, I can't do early morning, too much going on. I can't do after work at night at home with the kids, the wife, just that's not going to happen. Too much going on. So there's some of you that have an office job. A lot of you are working from home still. And you could take a break in the middle of the day, even if you got to bring your lunch with you and say, man, I could log in to the climb team, the Zoom meeting and uh, be part of that for an hour. And so I'm thinking Wednesday, 11 a.m., 12 p.m. Again, if you're interested in that, if or if you're like Jason, that would work for me, uh, for where I'm at, what I'm doing. That would work with my time zone. Maybe that's 3 p.m. for you. Maybe that's 10 a.m. for you with your time zone. Just let me know. Info at narrowtrail.com. We'll get back to you. Anyway, the power of daily motivation review. This comes from Joe Dallas. This is what he says. Knowing right from wrong is seldom the problem. Staying motivated to do what we know is right and to not do what we know is wrong, now there's the challenge. To meet it, you're going to incorporate one more daily discipline we'll call motive review. By including this with your daily devotionals, you'll be starting each day with a reminder of the reasons you want to stay on track. That helps keep your motivation to say no to sexual temptation alive and fresh. Motivation changes. Some days you're strongly inspired to do what's right, but other days, for reasons not always obvious, you may feel as though you couldn't care less. And since those days can't be predicted, that is, you can't foretell how quote-unquote pumped you're going to be on any given day, you need to incorporate a habit that routinely gives you a fresh shot of motivation. Your motive review will do that. I find it similar to my first cup of coffee in the morning. 
I don't expect to pop out of bed alert and energized because I'm anything but that when I get up. But I can require a simple task of myself. I can put one foot in front of the other, stumble over to the coffee pot, turn it on, wait for the magic brew to drip down, and then drink it. (laughs) Makes me want coffee right now. I don't have a cup (laughs) right now. In other words, I can't wake up wired and ready to go, but I can expose myself to the beverage that will get me there. So it is with motivation. You may not wake up inspired to do what's right, but you can expose yourself to your motive review list, your list of reasons for staying clean. And that list becomes your mental cup of coffee, thereby getting yourself energized to take on the day. Developing the list is simple. On your computer, on a sheet of paper, list 35 lines. Each line needs to be filled in with the reasons you're motivated to stay pure. Think of things that matter most to you, the people you love, the life you want, the physical and emotional health you're aiming for, and write down 35 of them until the list is filled. Then, after your daily devotions and recommitment time, read the list aloud. It will be a mental reminder to you of the reasons you had a crisis of truth. And it will emotionally jumpstart you by reminding you of what matters most. That, in turn, will pump up your motivation, keeping it alive and intact. This motive review, along with scripture reading, prayer, recommitment, will add a total of 15 minutes to your daily routine. You and I both know you can spare 15 extra minutes a day to make a much-needed lifestyle change. There's a good chance, in fact, you've invested more time than that incorporating behaviors that have nearly destroyed your life. So surely you can find the time to incorporate new habits that will keep you on track. No excuses, please. This daily structure, a simple 15 minutes a day plan, 15 minute a day plan that's easy to follow and non-demanding makes up what we call your daily meds. Develop them now. Develop them now. Take them daily because no one can win without them. Again, this all comes from a section in the book, The Game Plan, The Men's 30-Day Strategy for Attaining Sexual Integrity by author and counselor Joe Dallas. His website is joedallas.com. And so... What I'm going to give you right now is eight motivating reasons to quit porn. Or if you have quit porn, eight motivating reasons to keep staying away from it. I've gone over some of these before on the podcast, but I dare to go over them again. Because that's one of the points he's saying. Motivation review. You keep going over it. Again and again and again. We need that. You know, none of you guys are just like, I don't I don't know why you're pouring me a cup of coffee like I had one a week ago. (laughs) Because you need it again and again and again. Some of us do. Some of you, I don't know what you're drinking every day. Again and again and again. Anyway. All right. Uh 
First one, motivation to quit porn or to keep staying away from it. Number one, because I want to live a life, I want to live a life that genuinely pleases God and brings him glory. I want to live a life that genuinely pleases God and brings him glory. I'm going to put each one of these in the show notes with the scripture reference. And the first scripture reference that I want to share with you guys is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Pulling that up right now. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Finally, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. You know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And then there is the passage, the famous passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Um verses 19 and 20, pulling that up right now, says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So the first motivating reason to quit porn or to stay away from porn is because you want to live a life that genuinely pleases God and brings him glory. Again, like we've talked about the last couple episodes, that is the chief end of man, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Porn completely hinders that. Another passage is Psalm 1914. I won't read that. I'll put in the show notes for you. Number two, reason, is because I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then you've got one of my favorite verses. That's one of my favorite verses. That's my life verse right there. Galatians 2, 20, sorry, says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then Romans chapter 6 very much talks about that new creation, that you, the old you, has died, and the new you is alive in Christ, Christ in you, Christ through you. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, talks about how God will place a new heart within you. Now, these are all things that happen to a believer positionally. You become a new creation. The old you dies, a new you lives in Christ positionally. But that needs to be worked out practically. So positionally, that happens with justification. But practically, we've got to work out our salvation. What God has worked in, we must work out. The positional must take on the practical. And so this is a motivation. Like, that's who I am in Christ, a new creation. 
Now my life needs to match up with that. So you do what it takes for that to happen. But we need to be reminded of that. If I am a new creation, am I acting like it? Am I living like it? Do I look at things that a new creation would look at? Do I stay away from things that a new creation in Christ would stay away from? Again, just motivation. Number three, reason to stay away from porn. It's cheating on God. It's cheating on God. Like when a wife or if a wife cheated on her husband. When you go to porn, it's like you're cheating on God. It's The Bible calls it spiritual adultery. God uses those terms. He uses a lot of strong terms to describe this. In the Old Testament, when the children of Israel, God's chosen people, would uh, forget about God and turn to false gods or go back to their sinful pagan behaviors, even sexual sin, God would say to them, like, you're playing the whore. You're acting like a whore is basically what he's saying. You're acting like just this spiritual slut. You're acting like this unfaithful wife, this dirty wife that's out whoring around on me. Very powerful, strong, R-rated language coming from God, but very appropriate, accurate language to describe something just super serious. Now, some of you, you're like, I've never looked at it like that. To me, it's just like, yeah, I looked at a little bit of stuff. No, man, you're committing adultery against God. You're, you're cheating on him. Remember, the picture in the New Testament is the church, believers in Christ, the church. We are the bride of Christ. He's our spiritual husband. So I don't even have time to read all of these, but the scripture references, I'll put them in the show notes. Jeremiah 3.20 talks about this. Jeremiah 9.2, Ezekiel 16, verses 30 through 34. Hosea 4, 10 through 12. Hosea 5.3. Reason... Number four, motivating reason. Number four, to quit porn or to stay away from porn, keep staying away from porn, is because I'm going to stand before God and give account of my Christian life at the judgment seat of Christ. I, as a, as a Christian, I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to give account of my Christian life. From the moment I became a legit Christian to the moment like he takes me home to heaven, all of that time in between, every deed, every word, every thought, every motive, I'm going to give an account to God. Did I use it for good or did I waste it? This is not the great white throne judgment that we read about in the book of Revelation that is for non-believers where all the books will be open of their life and God will judge them accordingly for their sin. No, for believers, thank God, our sin was judged at the cross of Christ. Our sin was paid for at the cross of Christ. He who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin for us. 
That's what he did. He who knew no sin became sin for us when he was on the cross. Our sins were, in a spiritual sense, sense placed on Christ. He bore them. Everything for us as believers. And then the verse goes on and says, so that we might become the righteousness of God. So it doesn't make sense that I'm going to stand before God one day and be judged for my sins. My sins have already been judged. I'm not going to have to take a judgment and a sentence to go to hell or to, you know, get some kind of beating, you know, punishment from God. Christ took that for me. He took that for you if you're a believer in Christ. But there is what's called the Bema judgment or the judgment seat of Christ. That's strictly for believers. Uh, that is spoken of in Romans 14, 10 through 12, 2 Corinthians 5, 10, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. We're going to give account for our Christian life. How'd you use it? Did you waste it? It's all coming out. What were you all about? What were you obsessed with? What were you beholding so much? Was it Christ or was it something else? And if you wasted your Christian life, why were you wasting it? If you didn't engage in doing the things God's called you to do, why was it that you didn't do that? Well, I, I, I didn't feel like I could. I just didn't have the power I could or the strength or whatever, and I just felt two-faced because I was involved in and you fill in the blank. That's all coming out. Not to judge you and send you to hell. But it's it's like a reward ceremony. It's just an honest accounting inventory of your Christian life. What you did do right, God's going to reward. Thank God our salvation, um, that's not on the line there. Thank God. Anyway, number five, reason to quit porn, to stay the heck away from it because it's unmanly. It's unmanly. You see, a real man, this is so good for all of us just to be reminded of this because we forget this. A real man is devoted to one woman. A real man is devoted to one woman, his wife. That's who he's devoted to. Even with his eyes, even with his mind, his penis, it's his wife. That's the only woman he sexually fantasizes about. To do otherwise, you're not being manly. A real man doesn't objectify, exploit, or use women for his selfish pleasure. I know that's the antithesis of what is told to us in our pagan, erotic, sinful, jacked-up world, culture. Because the message is just like, you're a real man, you know? Looking at babes, that's healthy. Yeah, you scored. How many you been with? Did you hook up? Listen, say it again. That's unmanly. A real man that people respect is devoted to one woman, his wife, and he doesn't objectify, exploit, or use women for a selfish pleasure. Scriptures are Genesis 2, 22 through 24, Ephesians 5, 25 through 33, 1 Peter 3, 7, 
1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, which that last passage has been the whole basis of the Grizz podcast. Let me read that one to you. Let's see, pull it up here. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do be done in love. Act like men. Dude, when we're objectifying, exploiting, or using women for our selfish pleasure, when we deviate from just that one woman, our wife, we're not letting all that we do be done in love. That's not love. That's not agape, like I talked about last episode. That's not, that's not agape. That's selfie, man. We all need to hear this, be reminded of it. Number six, motivating reason to quit porn and to keep staying away from it. Because there is no such thing as secret. There is no such thing as secret. Secret is a mirage. It's not real. What you think is secret, it's not. I had to remind myself of this recently. It's like, God sees everything you do, Jason. Angels and demons are also watching, the scriptures say. They are observing humanity. And all of your online activity, maybe you don't know this, you just forgot about this. It's being captured. Like your internet service provider, your ISP. It, you... Guys will be like, man, I cleared my history. I wiped it clean. I deleted files. My browser history. Okay, great. No, no, like I I reset, I reformatted my phone. Okay. All right, got it. I deleted the app, and when I hit the delete button, it said now everything will be lost and cleared. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who's your provider? AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Comcast. These different outlets that you may be using to sneak and look at something. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snap. I don't know. What what is it for you? What's the other one? Uh, Tinder. <laughs> You are, are you're, you're completely sure that they wiped all of your activity away, that they got rid of it. They wouldn't keep that. That's funny. I've read a whole lot of articles that say otherwise. I don't have time to get into that, but it's nothing is secret. Is anything ever truly deleted? It's scary to think about, but it's something we need to think about. Scriptures that go with this, uh, let me read this one, Job, Job 34, Job 34, 21, for his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all 
his steps, talking about God. God sees everything. We need to know that, need to be reminded of that. And then, uh, let's see, there was one I wanted to share with you guys. I think it's 1 Corinthians 4, 9. I said that wrong first. Bear with me a minute. 1 Corinthians 4, 9. Oh, yep, this is the one. This is the Apostle Paul. This is where I get the whole uh, concept of angels and demons are watching us. And if you think they only are watching the good Christian things you do, you're wrong. They see everything you're doing. For I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all, like men sentenced to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels, and to men. 1 Corinthians 4.9. So Paul knew that he and his team, the apostles, he knew they were being observed. All men are being observed by God. But then he brings up something else. Like he knew that the world was watching people in the world, but there are some things you can make secret with people. You can hide from people. But then he goes into the spiritual realm that he's being observed by angels. Not just the holy angels, but also fallen angels, a.k.a. demons. Which brings up another passage, Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12. Listen to what this says. Pull that up real quick. For we do not wrestle or fight, or war against flesh and blood, against other human beings, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. In other words, there's more going on than meets the eye. There's a spiritual realm. You are being watched constantly, not just by God, but by angels and demons, and all of your internet activity as well, it is being logged. Be careful. Number seven, reason to quit porn or to keep staying away from it. It hinders my prayer life from being effective and powerful. It hinders my prayer life from being effective and powerful. And that not only negatively impacts me, but it impacts others as well because others need me to pray for them. So what if I pray for them, but my prayers are like totally ineffective? They don't have any power. Like there's, there's nothing to them because I have harbored sin in my life. I have sin that I haven't confessed and legitimately repented of and started fighting I'm not fighting to walk in holiness and godliness. Your your prayer life is ineffective, powerless. Listen to these verses. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Notice that God's ears are open to the prayers of who? 
the righteous. And that's not just talking about some positional righteousness we have in Christ. It's talking about the man who's walking in practical righteousness. He's being a doer of the word, not a hearer only. He's not a perfect man, but he's a fighting man. There's the difference, guys. I've never asked any of you who listen to be a perfect man. I've asked you, I've I've pushed you, I've screaming at you sometimes, join me, be a fighting man, a fighting man. Fight the good fight of faith, fight for purity, fight for holiness, fight for repentance, fight for sanctification. I get an amen. If you can't amen, honk your horn if you're driving right now. You know what I'm saying? Give me a honk. I know people are looking at you right now, but dude, you don't care. Hit it again. What the hell is he doing? You know what you're doing. (laughs) I make myself laugh. No one else is laughing. I'm laughing. Psalm 66, 18. If I had cherished iniquity or sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. It's a psalmist (laughs) making a statement that he knew like, Dude, when I harbor sin, when I cherish it in my heart, God doesn't listen to my prayers. So many people, man, they say sin is is just not that big a deal because we're covered by the blood of Christ. My gosh, that's the whole, like, you're abusing the grace of God. Sin is a huge deal. Sin is so wicked, so spiritually, like, malignant, cancerous, nasty, toxic, detrimental sewage, man. And then listen to this last verse, James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Listen to this last part. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I love that this is connected with confession, not just confession to God, but confessing to a brother in Christ when you sin, which is something that goes down Every week at climb teams, guys confessing sins, guys confessing struggles, guys confessing, hey, I didn't sin, but I was triggered. I started to edge, but I didn't go all in. But they're just getting it out. They're just coming clean. This is me. I'm being real. No BS zone here. Why are you doing it? That, that, and then they pray for one another. We all pray for each other. That you may be healed. James says, and then he says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I love it that that comes right after talking about the, the man who's confessing his sins to another Christian brother, and they're praying for each other. That's no coincidence, man, that it's in the same verse. So who is the righteous person? It's a guy who he never struggled he has never had a struggle. No, and he he hasn't he hasn't slipped at all. And his prayers, they are amazing. Now, this is a guy who's fighting. Who, if he did sin that week in any way, he's willing to get that out to God and also to confess it to some like-minded brothers in Christ that he trusts who are doing the same with him. They pray for one another. And they're fighting to repent and turn from that sin. You better watch out 
for the prayers of that man. They have great power. His prayers are powerful. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get this? Let it motivate you. Last one. Motivating reason to quit porn, to keep staying away from it. It hinders me from being a positive spiritual impact upon others. It hinders me. Porn. Sexual sin. Sin in general. It hinders me from being a positive spiritual impact upon others. I don't care what your title is, ministry title. I don't care what your position is. Pastor, youth pastor, teacher, evangelist, missionary, campus leader, small group leader, Christian counselor, Christian coach, Christian therapist, Christian artist, Christian worship leader. I don't care what your title position is. It will hinder you from truly being a positive spiritual impact upon others. Positions, titles, programs, going through the motions, just talking to talk, that doesn't truly deeply impact others. That the inside needs to match up with what's on the outside. The the walk has got to match the talk. That's the man who makes a deep spiritual impact upon others. Wife, kids, friends, neighbors, coworkers, church, classmates, teammates. So why quit porn? Why stay motivated to keep staying away from it? Because you want to impact others, man. And it's going to hinder you from doing that. And that's selfie. And we're leaving that. We're killing selfie. The, the, The holiness, the obedience that a man has, a father has, the Bible says it impacts the generations that come after him. But so does the disobedience, it negatively impacts even the generations that come after him. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 28, Jeremiah 5, 25. Listen to what Oswald Chambers, the author of My Utmost for His Highest, listen to what he says about this. If I allow any turning away from God in my private life, Everyone around me suffers. If I allow any turning away from God in my private life, everyone around me suffers. If you allow physical selfishness, mental carelessness, moral insensitivity, or spiritual weakness, everyone in contact with you will suffer. Reminds me of what Pastor Robert Murray McShane said that's so similar to that. He said, the greatest need my people have of me is my personal holiness. The greatest need your people have of you is not how much money you make. It's not the big house. It's not the fancy 
vehicles. It's not all the toys, the boats, the wave runners, the four wheelers. On and on it goes. <laughs> the exotic vacations. The Ivy League schools that you can afford to put them in. The name brand designer clothes. The greatest need your people have of you is your personal holiness. Let it motivate you. I'm, I'm telling you, when I've allowed sin back into my life, when I've engaged in it, when I toy with it, whatever, I'm not who I need to be for my wife, my kids, my ministry. It's like I'm incapable of being that. I have stifled, clogged the flow of God in and through me. I have just clogged the pipes, man. And until I flush the pipes clean, which comes through confession to God, confession to like-minded brothers in Christ, get real, get, get, get legit, come, come out about it, and repent. Take steps towards repentance. What are steps towards repentance? Well, there's all sorts. First thing you got to do is separate from the sin. Separate. Separate yourself from it. Then prevent the sin from happening again. Prevent future sin. What do you need to lock down, get rid of? What places do you need to avoid? Who do you need to break up with? What do you need to do to your phone? Password protect, whatever. I mean, what do you need to unsubscribe to? What, what accounts, social media, do you need to be like, I'm deleting the account? What does repentance involve? It involves confession. It involves connection with other like-minded brothers from other mothers. It involves separation. It involves prevention. And it involves replacement. Replacement. You've got to find better things than what you've been doing. What you were medicating with, numbing out to, finding some comfort, pleasure, gratification, escape, you turned to better, healthier things, which isn't just Bible study, prayer. It's not just going to church. Those are huge. For me, it's more time in nature because nature is very restorative to me. Kayaking, mountain biking, fishing, reading, not just theology books, reading fictional books, story watching a good, good movie. For some of you, it's watching that game, taking a break from reality, watching some sports or playing some sports. I like that one better. Instead of watching other men compete, you go compete. Dude, I'm old and I'm fat, man. (laughs) So what? Join the flag football league. Let me get off on a rabbit trail here, man. Join the three-on-three basketball. Sign up for the volleyball. 
Dude, like I said, I'm older. I'm out of shape. I'm fat. My big old belly. So what? Shut up. You obviously like sports. You want to compete in sports. Then go do it. Go do a martial art. I don't know. Something. I don't. I don't. Um, watch too much of mountain biking. I like some of the documentaries. I'll, I'll watch them. I think it's cool. I watch it and I go, why do I like this? Cause I want to be on a mountain bike. I want to be on a, some single track like that. I want to be in the woods like that. I want to be sweating like that. I want to feel the adventure, uh, in me. So I go get myself a really nice mountain bike. About three months ago, it's like my, I think my fifth mountain bike in my life. Fifth one I've bought, I think. <laughs> That's something I love to do. I love to climb mountains, hike trails. I'm hoping next week I'll be in North Carolina doing some of that for a day or two. What do you, why, why are we rabbit trailing here, Jason? Because we were talking about like repentance and what's involved in repentance. There's got to be confession. Then you got to go beyond that to connection with like-minded brothers from other mothers, climb teams. Um, there's got to be separation. There's got to be prevention, preventative steps. And there's got to be replacement. Because you have like needs and desires as a man and you've your whole life, just like me, a lot of the way you've met those needs and desires, cravings, uh, the way you've dealt with wounds is you've gone to unhealthy things that in the moment, they're very soothing, very intoxicating, but they're harmful. So we've got to replace and find better things. So, man, I'm all for Bible study, prayer, going to church, those kind of things, listening to some good music. But uh, there are a lot of other things, good things that God would say, I approve. I would much rather you be doing that than going to porn. It's all stuff for us to keep in mind, guys. So I don't know what that is for you. It could be, like I said, a sport. Nothing wrong with watching sports. Nothing wrong with doing some gaming. I'm just trying to get you to peel that back a little bit. You love sports. Whether it's baseball, football, golf, I would much rather you go engage in that than watch other men engage in that. Don't don't get wrapped up in fantasy, football, baseball. I used to do that. And I'm just like, dude, I want to be the guy. But some guys are just, you're too much of a couch potato, man. Like, get out there and find something you can engage in. And I don't really compete against other guys so much. I compete mostly with myself, like when I mountain bike. 
Like I'm trying to go a little bit further, maybe some more mileage or did I get the trail in a quicker time? Or maybe I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking to enjoy nature. But uh, I'm just like, you know what? I did the trail and this time it wasn't as hard for me. That's progress because I'm doing it more and more. Anyway, I'm about to go do some self-care right now, some replacement therapy right now. I'm going to get done with this episode of the podcast. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to shut all of my equipment down. I'm going to shut my desk light down, my office light down. And then I'm going to fill up my water bottle. I'm going to drive my truck over to the gym. I've been going like about five days a week for about almost a year now. I'm not kidding. I'm not making some huge, massive gains, man. But I'm making some gains. It's progress, dude. I'm in better shape this year than I was last year. It's all I care about. But I'm going to go over there, man. That, to me, is some replacement, man. That's It's therapeutic. It uh, It feels good. I need it. I need to sweat. I need to get moving. I need to lift some heavy stuff that is going to make my muscles sore, and that brings growth. It's just good for me. At first, when I first started, I didn't like it, especially dealing with Lyme disease. Do you know when I first started about two and a half years ago in the midst of like Lyme disease and everything, and I still deal with it, but just not as bad, thank God. Um, I literally walked my workout. I'm just telling you guys that maybe aren't working out at all. I walked out of my house and I walked down to the end of my street to the stop sign and I walked back. It took me maybe a total of 10 minutes. I was like, that's my workout for today. That's how I started, literally. And then the next week I would up it. So I'd go in and I'd do like add 10 push-ups to it. Walk to the end of the street, walk back, added 10 push-ups. And I steadily since then have been increasing it. Now, I used to work out all the time and lift. I played football in high school. I wrestled. I got into lifting even in my 20s for a while. I was going to the gym, making some gains, but I fell out of it. I got physically soft, fat, and... Then Lyme disease hit, and I couldn't do much of anything. It was hard just to make it through the day. I had, like, no energy. I was sick. I felt like I had mono all the time. Some of you that have mono, you know what I'm talking about. It's that just nasty, sick, run-down, inflammation feeling in my body, hurting. Brain was messed up. But I was like, that's it. I got to get up and move my body and start doing something. So I started with the whole 10-minute walk down the street thing, then some push-ups. Then I started trying to just do one pull-up, one pull-up. Then finally, like a year ago, I got a gym membership. Again, I was like, let's go. I started with just like, I'm going for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and then I'm done. Now, I typically, I'm in the gym for an hour and a half minimum. And like, it just feels good. I I like need that. Sometimes I'm in there because I talk with some people for a while. I crank out some cardio and then stop. Then it's time to hit the weights. 
Then I do some stretching. Then I do some walking around the indoor track. Now I'm not just walking around the indoor track. I'm walking around it carrying like kettlebells in a backpack with some weight in it. Rucking, I think is what they call it. Been moving over to the, uh, the stair climber machine, which I used to laugh at. That's a joke. Then I got on it and I was like, okay, I about died. But there's been progress. Why am I bringing all this up? Um, for me, it's part of replacement. It kicks off some good endorphins. I feel better about myself. Uh, I feel healthier. It's a stress reliever. It gives me some energy. It's good to just get out of the office, that office job. Get 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 away from the screens. When the weather's good, because it sucks lately, grab my mountain bike, drive over to a place called... Uh, Marrington Plantation. It's about 20 minutes from my house. Ride the trails there, man. I got five minutes away, a cool spot to go kayaking if I want. Just get out there, do something, my brothers. So that's it, man. Just throwing some, hopefully some fresh motivation at you. I know I've gone over some of this before, but just going over it again, man. Those are eight motivating reasons to quit porn or to keep staying away from it for you guys that are doing good, staying away from it. Um, I encourage you to do what Joe Dallas said, write down 35, like on a sheet of paper or on your computer, one through 35 and then fill in the blank. So I gave you eight, but maybe you come up with like 10 more this week. And then as you're thinking, you come up with 10 more after that, get 35 of them, review them daily. Maybe you don't review all 35 every single day, every morning. But I try to review at least 10 every single morning. Right now, I just did eight, okay? It it really helps to get that, like that, it's like a cup of coffee. Like, all right, now I'm ready to go. Puts a lot in perspective, right? All right, that's it, man. Thanks for listening. I am out. Man, we got to go out with something fun. Something fun. Here we go. How y'all feel out there? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Check this out. One, two, three. In the place to be, as it is plain to see, he is DJ Run. And I am DMC. Funky Fresh from 1983. DJ Jam Master J. Inside the place with all the bass. Without a trace, and he came here tonight to get on your case. And we are the crust grooving, the body moving, the record making, and the record breaking. And it goes a little something like this it goes a one, two, three, and here we go.
street fucker. But keep a back of Chiba inside my life. I go to school every day. Uh, on the stomach uh, pay. Uh, Put a rocket on the mic. I took a break all day. And now the things I do make me a star. And you can be true if you know who you are. Just put your mind to you go real far. And the next thing you know, you got to listen to the beat. Uh, I say it because it's not uh, routine. It's the way I play. Uh, uh, Just come out my mouth all time of the day. And then uh, I'm the time your master J. Hey, G because I rapped on the mic so easily, but now they call me GMC, yeah, DMC of the party. <laughs> That's therapy, man. <laughs>